This is Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast. Day three of the Cyclone Taylor Cup. It's in the books, and we know who's going to the medal round. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Uh, I'm joined by the voice of the Revelstoke Grizzlies, Josh Piercy and Emmanuel Sequera, the Director of Communications for the KIGHL. I'm Mark Berry. I host the podcast on a weekly basis. First of all, we're going to talk about the first game of the day, and it was a doozy, the Oceanside Generals and the Kimberly Dynamiters. Here's Ethan Hawes. We'll dump it in. Thomas chases. Ethan Haas will cut out that pass from self. Five on five. Opportunity in front, and the Oceanside Generals capitalize right after the end of that power play. And it's Carter Johnson. Face off one by the Dynamiters again. Shot in oh. the back of the net. That was a laser. Pause. My goodness, what a shot. Tyson Pazze, the 03, puts it high. Front of the net, cutting out those shooting lanes. Five on three for 54 seconds. Carlson, really good opportunity to get a goal here. Shoots, and it's up high, up in the top right. That's a goal. Time of that goal, 6.53. And the Nitros in a heap of trouble here, down 3-0. Ooh, in front, lots of room, but sliding across the ice. Another chance in front, puts it in the back of the net. Mealy. The Generals, I don't know what they were doing back there, but they certainly weren't playing positional hockey. And Nice goal. That's going to be a, an easy one for a, a player like Christian Mealy to find the back of the net. And this is just what the Nitros needed. Something. Generals by Stephenson into the attacking zone. Chance. On the left, unable to get a shot away. Here's Miller. Over to Stephenson. Back to Miller. He gets a trickling shot away, and it's in. And just like that, Kimberly gets their first power play goal of the tournament. Bloomquist. Nice long pass on the attack. Cleveland in front. Tipped, and it's in. And we got a tie game. Ooh, that was a dangerous shot that just fizzed maybe a foot wide. Back to Miller. Miller will get another bite at it, and that's the go-ahead goal. What a shot from Miller at the point. Top corner makes no mistake, and four straight goals from the Kimberly Dynamiters. What a comeback. Kimberly down the right side. It's an empty net. Shots away, and it's off of the hands of Carlson into the back of the net. And Kimberly will be going. They're going to the gold medal game. Okay, guys, so uh, that first game of the day was something else, wasn't it? Uh, you know, uh, we were we did the broadcast together, Josh and I, and, uh, you know, uh, at one point uh, we were thinking, okay, this is... This we'll just finish off the game and Oceanside will go to the gold medal game and they were up three nothing and next thing you know, it's a different uh, different hockey game. Uh, your thoughts on the game, Josh? Yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotions, like you said. Uh, even in the first period, you know, Oceanside went up two to nothing. Uh, you could see the Dynamiters kind of hanging their heads a little bit. Guys were going off for shifts early, just kind of skating slow uh, to the bench. 
We talked about that fatigue. The fatigue keeps being brought up, and we'll probably talk about it t- tomorrow. But then all of a sudden, Mealy found himself in front of the net, unmarked, got a super easy goal out of nowhere. Uh, and then from there, it was all Kimberly. And then they scored five unanswered goals to come back and win 5-3. to three. I haven't seen that kind of capitulation at this tournament yet uh, from what we saw uh, from Oceanside today. But a great performance by Kimberly, at least for half of the game. Yeah, and that was it. It was a dominant performance by both the teams. They just never put 60, uh, 60 minutes together because in the first period, Kimberly couldn't break down that defense. And then all of a sudden, and, and you and I commented on the broadcast, it was what happened to the D. And then uh, Kimberly was able to get in front of the net, get great scoring opportunities, and they took advantage of it. And then you were expecting pushback from Oceanside, and there just wasn't any there. I'm wondering if it has to do with the high altitude, uh, the fact it's three games in three days, because it is grueling. But they look like they had nothing left in the tank. Uh, And it's funny how a goal does turn a team around, isn't it? Mm. Because, like you said, Kimberly looked like they were done. Mealy puts the puck in the back of the net, and all of a sudden, their tails are up, and it's an exciting game if you're a Nitros fan. Uh, Emmanuel, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, as soon as Mealy gets that goal, you can sense that gave them energy and like these guys always believe in themselves but as soon as like they get that goal and then that that was just the beginning of them chipping their way back into the game and I kind of feel like Christian Mealy is kind of like a Mr. Clutch guy for them yeah it's is. just like whenever they kind of need a goal like he's one of the guys that gets it like and an I overtime mean, goal or whatever it might be you're right yeah and it's just like and it's easy to go and say it's like okay because like he is one of their top goal guys and you need them to deliver but sometimes it ends up being other guys that do it but like he he served the charge you know didn't you at some point think because i'm thinking you know I, I know kimberly's mo kimberly is a defensive team that scores when they have to but they beat you on the back end they beat you with great goaltending they beat you with great defense team not just defensemen but team defense and i thought down three nothing are they going to be able to find the goals and they found the goals that was a very impressive performance from the uh, the Kimberly Dynamiters today because even just to add to it, it's like I one of the things I was thinking about is like uh, Tristan self like yeah. he didn't have to be awesome in the game but he played well enough that he made the saves like he held his ground after after he gave up that third goal is like he shut the door he didn't give anything and that was important because down three nothing you can't really he can't really have there's no like margin for error. He can't let anything else in, and he was awesome for them. Well, you know, and he, he stopped 35 of 38 mm-hmm. shots. And uh, the thing is, is that in many cases, the coaching staff would have changed the goaltender down 3 nothing. But Derek Stewart, uh, and we'll hear it a little bit later on, uh, he told me he didn't feel that they were down 2 nothing. He felt that they deserved a better fate. He thought his team played much better than the 2 nothing score indicated. He made the decisions to keep Self in, and it was the right decision because Tristan Self looked very, very good today. I'm talking with Kimberly Dynamiter's general manager and head coach, Derek Stewart. Derek, uh, congratulations on, we think you're getting to the gold medal game. It sure looks like you're getting to the gold medal game, but there's still some stuff to be decided, and, and it's too much math for me, but it sounds like you're in the gold medal game. Uh, let's talk about today's game. 
I'm speechless. Uh, as a coach, how tough was that for you, down 3 nothing? And uh, what did you have to say to your boys? You know, we just told them to keep going and keep working um, one shift at a time. I know those are a lot of cliches. Um, but again, we've been in tougher spots in our regular playoffs back in the KIJHL than we were tonight. So um, we've been battle tested. We've gone through something like this many times with Princeton and with Fernie. Um, so we were, we were used to something like this, and I don't, the pressure didn't get to us. Was, were there adjustments made in that second period because it seemed like you approached the generals in a different way? Yeah, there was a bunch of adjustments after the first period. Um, I don't think uh, I didn't think it was a two nothing game after the first. I thought we deserved a better fate there, um, but we made some adjustments in terms of the ozone, um, got our feet moving, and our, our penalty kill was remarkable tonight. And Tristan Self, he he had a big game tonight. Yeah, Selfie was outstanding. I think he would like that second goal back. Um, but after you know, after they got their third one, he shut the door and he made some huge saves on the power play. And and, and your your leadership group really showed that they're a leadership group. The way they came together, particularly in the second half of the game. A little bit about your twenties and your leadership group. They're they're unbelievable. Um, you know, we've got four four captains, but uh, to me, there's probably like six or seven captains out here. Um, actually, one of them had to tell me to calm down, but that's how uh, that's how great of leaders they are. So I can't say enough, and I can't go through every one of them. Our, our leadership group, um, and even down to the rookies. The rookies are calm. They've gone through this before. It was just a great effort and great leadership by the by the, by the older guys. Derek Stewart is the head coach and general manager of the Kimberly Dynamiters. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, Mark. Anytime. Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast continues day three at Cyclone Taylor Cup. I'm joined by the voice of the Revelstoke Grizzlies, Josh Piercy, and from the KIJHL, Emmanuel Sequera. My name's Mark Berry, and uh, we're going to talk about a game that I thought was probably the best game of the tournament. It was entertaining from start to finish, and I think the fans had something to do with it as well. That was, of course, the hometown Revelstoke Grizzlies taking on the Delta Icehawks. Wallace gets it to Benson. Back to Wallace. Back to Gallo. Shot! Saved. Is there a second chance? There is! Carter Benson puts it in the back of the net. Akimoto, it's a good skater, Yuji Akimoto. Skates in on goal. Save with the pad, it comes out, and it's in. And just like that, the Delta Icehawks back in this game. Warburton gets it back into neutral ice. Here's Warburton, two on one. Free chance, and just like that, another goal for the Delta Icehawks. Off to the left of Erickson. Face off one by the Grizzlies. Here was Will McPhee. Will McPhee takes a shot from a long way out to the back of the net. 37.7 What a good time to score right before that second intermission. Captain Will McPhee. Face off one by the Grizzlies. Here's McLeod. Gets the shot away. Coyle in front. It's in. David Coyle. Scores for the Grizzlies. And the home team is back in front. Shot saved again by Erickson. Chance now, maybe. He can turn it to Fife. Put it on, and it's in. He gets another one. Doubles the Revelstoke Grizzlies lead. That's Carter Benson. A beautiful redirection off that shot from Kessler Fife. 
Get it back to Gallo. Over to the far side. Shot, save, chance in front. It's in. It's in. Jake Wallace gets the goal. Porter Trevelyan gets a shot on. It's wide. Time winding down. And that does it. The Revelstoke Grizzlies are on the way to the gold medal game. Okay, Josh, we're going straight to you, man. Uh, how cool was it for you to be in the game calling that one? Yeah, uh, I know that the broadcasters are definitely supposed to say uh, supposed to stay a, at least a little bit unbiased. It was really <laughs> difficult tonight. Uh, it was the most excited before the game that I think I've ever been for a Grizzlies game, uh, and heading into it, also probably the most nervous because I know what the Delta Ice Hawks are capable of. Uh, when we got going, uh, that first goal really gave the Grizzlies the momentum they needed. Uh, they came out, obviously, after the second period. Two quick goals from Delta, and everybody in the stadium kind of just went white. Yeah. Kind of just yeah. like, uh-oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Uh, and then for the boys to find the character, the resolve, uh, to really, like, pull their boots up and, and end up with a 5-2 to two win after that, just amazing. Uh, in front of some of the best fans, I think that the KIJHL, even, you know, BC Hockey has. Yeah. Uh, and you guys heard it tonight, the Hey Babies after. I sent the video to my daughter and my, my, my wife. I was, it was so cool in here. Yeah. And, it was uh, elect- yeah, it was electric in here. Yeah, it's an incredible atmosphere, uh, and man, an incredible team. And I think it's really good, especially because, you know, you're on the provincial stage at this point. There's a lot of people watching your team who who haven't watched it before. And after that first game against the Oceanside Generals, I'm sure a lot of people thought the Grizzlies were slumps. And I'm sure they thought these are just the hosts. These guys don't deserve to be here. I'm sure maybe even they felt that way. But then to come back in these last two games and play the way they did, and now they're in the gold medal game, uh, it's really special. And I think it's really important for the program and for the community. Yeah, Delta Delta had their opportunities uh, to uh, to uh, to win this game, uh, particularly when they got those two quick goals. And I I I thought for a moment the Revelstoke faithful lost hope there for it for a moment. It wasn't long, uh, and then Revelstoke just kept playing their game. And you talked about. This is their building. This is how they play. And I thought they did a very good job of doing that against a very talented, fast team. Isn't it amazing how quick mm-hmm. Delta is? And that goaltending from Merrick Erickson is its fun to watch. He's so aggressive. Yeah, amazing. I actually thought that Revelstoke was getting outplayed pretty hard in the first period for yeah. good portions of it. They were getting outskated. Uh, they were getting uh, out-checked. Uh, uh, yeah, Delta just they looked so physical and so strong and so sharp. And for the first period, I really thought it felt that we were underdogs. But by the end of the third, you know, we were in full control of the game. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Just to just to add to that, because like especially like early in the second period, they get the two quick goals, and then they've got all the momentum. I felt that probably lasted about five minutes or so into the period, and then about midway through, like Revelstoke was kind of getting it back and just doing their thing. And one thing I, I didn't check the stats, and I maybe I should have. I thought that uh, Revelstoke played a very disciplined game for the most part, and I think that was a huge difference. You know, they kept, they played under control uh, all night long, and really that's a recipe to, to success as we saw tonight. Guys, let's talk about uh, the gold medal and the bronze medal game. Let's start with the bronze medal game. That's tomorrow at 12 noon uh, here in Revelstoke. It means it's the last day of the Cyclone Taylor Cup, and this has been a good one. Uh, it'll be the Oceanside Generals and the Delta Icehawks. You know, guys, uh, one of the things about the the, uh, 
the bronze medal game is the team that finds out first that they're going to the bronze medal game usually wins in this tournament, gets that bronze medal, and it has a lot to do with the fact that they have more time to prepare for it because it's such disappointment. You played all season for a provincial championship. You're absolutely distraught that you haven't, but finding out early allows you time to prepare for the game the next day. The guys that lose it uh, find out that they're in the bronze medal game at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, they have less time to prepare. So that's something to look forward to or, or something to think about uh, when we get into the game. But your thoughts on these two teams, Oceanside and Delta, and what we can expect tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think Delta is a pretty big confidence team. Uh, I don't think any either of these teams want to win the bronze medal. Uh, you know, you come all this way, obviously you want to go for the gold. So the uh, the state of the game is going to be interesting. I think we look back to uh, game day two when Delta faced Oceanside. That was an explosive game. I'm sure those guys remember what happened at the end of that one when there was tensions flaring, a couple of fights almost breaking out. Helmets Check flying. to the head, helmets flying. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think from the get-go, we're going to find out whether or not this is going to be a real villainous kind of like dirty game or if they're just going to go out there and sort of... Maybe they will get get uh, you know stoked like, to win the bronze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big thing that I that comes to my mind immediately was just with Delta. It's just kind of way things sort of ended. I get in the game against Revelstoke, and I guess are they able to like put that behind them, regain the composure, and just focus on playing? Like, are they going to be able to get yeah. mentally back in the right headspace? Yeah, that game goes at 12 noon, and it'll be on Hockey TV, so uh, we'll have that one. I'll be working along with you, uh, Josh, on the bronze medal game. Uh, let's talk about the gold medal game. All KIJHL final. Mm-hmm. Uh, how cool is that? Uh, you know, uh, no offense to the PJ and the VI, but this <laughs> yeah. is the called this is called Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, yeah. uh, and we are absolutely thrilled to have two. Very good teams. You you got to remember, you, and you kind of alluded to it earlier when you said, you know, maybe they thought they were just the host team. Uh, Revelstoke is far from just the host team. Anybody that follows the KIJHL knows they had the second best record in the regular season. They were a powerhouse, and uh, so certainly uh, they're a tough team. And then just uh, the the play of Kimberly, particularly after the way they played the first game, how they came back and they were I thought they were so good in the games that they played since it should be a it should be a good game. Your guys' thoughts? Well, I just think about even like uh, like I've been doing the the pregame interviews with the coaches, posting the videos on the social, and uh, the one one of the ones I did with uh, Derek Stewart before they were playing Revelstoke and him talking about like. They've got, even though they're obviously different conferences, but the amount of times that they've faced each other for the league championship, the rivalry there—it's just like it just adds another chapter. I think it's going to be a really exciting game to watch. Yeah, I mean, these are two of the best of the best in the KIJHL. These guys are perennial winners. I'm sure it's been years since one of the two of them hasn't even been in the Tech Cup Finals. These guys are there year after year. Uh, Great advertisement for the KIJHL, but yeah, incredible for the league, and uh, it's going to be a really great game. Yeah, I, I, and that game is 5 o'clock on Hockey TV. Uh, any last thoughts, guys, uh, before we wrap up this podcast? Well, I just want to say, like, you know, it's been three days of some of the best Junior B hockey 
that I've ever seen in my whole time calling mm-hmm. the the Revelstoke Grizzlies. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to see the the level that these guys are bringing themselves up to, especially after you know three of them just won a, prevent, uh, a championship in their in their own leagues. The Revelstoke Grizzlies they went deep into the playoffs too. Uh, to be able to come back and to put on a show like this for all these people that are that are out here. Uh, you know, day after day to watch it. It's great stuff. I think you hit it on the head when you talked about uh, four great programs because in their own leagues, these are four elite programs. You know, we're talking about uh, Kimberly and uh, and Revelstoke. It, not, they're not just great teams. They're great organizations and they're great programs to be a part of. And this speaks really well to uh, all, all three leagues, but in particularly the KIJHL teams, I think, who have represented themselves very well. I'm just really looking forward to the game tomorrow, and it's just like, yeah, it, it, and it's just like, either way, the le- the league wins, right? <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. It's just like, yeah, it's just going to be a great battle, and I think it's like the perfect ending for. It's been an excellent cyclone. Yeah. And it's just like it has, hasn't yeah, it? It has been. It's just like, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be the perfect ending. And it's going to be a packed house here tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be. Oh my God, it's going to be a zoo. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely incredible. That's a 5 o'clock start on Hockey TV or here at the Forum in Revelstoke. My name is Mark Berry. I've been joined by Josh Piercy from the Revelstoke Grizzlies and Emmanuel Sequera from the KIJHL.